Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple discuss their sometimes different views on movies. I'm Monica. I'm Sean. And this week, uh, continuing our Black History Month uh, tribute, we take a look at Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, This film was released this year on HBO Now. Uh, It stars Daniel Kalula, Lakeith Stanfield, and is directed by Shaka King. Uh, so uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, Sean, what were your thoughts? Yeah, uh, first I want to just touch on um, this is one of the first couple of films to be released by um, HBO in congruent with the theatrical release. So this oh, film is actually right. in theaters yes. right now, though nobody's going to it mm-hmm. in America, at least. Um, and I'm surprised is, they didn't make us pay extra for it. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you know, the big, big thing about mm-hmm. um you know, the the studio releasing everything day and date digitally for, I think you have 28 days to watch this mm-hmm. um, on HBO now. Oh, okay. It's, you know, one of those things. Um, I think Wonder Woman was the first, but, you know, okay. all the entire slate of 2021 films are, are being released day and date digitally and in theaters, mm-hmm. which is, it's a very interesting world that we live in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I mentioned you have 28 days to watch this um, less now uh, if you're listening to this, you know, <laughs> by um, the time we edit and release yeah, it, if you're not in our, in our <laughs> kitchen as we record it, which you're not um, just the cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm telling you that because you need to go watch this, uh, before that 28 days is up because this, uh, film is incredibly, uh, well-directed, well-acted, well-written. Mm-hmm. It is a tour de force on every level. Mm-hmm. It, it's so good. It's so intense. And, I mean, make no mistake about it. This is like a war film. It's just right. essentially a war film. And it is uh, bleak at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it is super heavy. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's no no avoiding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other times that are so incredibly suspenseful and well done. And Even when you know what happens... Yeah, like which, I, I think mean, we should mention there's not really spoilers here. This is no history. This is history. It's so, based on a true story. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously some things are dramatized. Sure. Uh, because nobody has you know complete firsthand accounts of every every single piece of dialogue. Right? Yeah, sure. But there are moments in this film that uh, will stick with me for you know the historical and contextual reasons of course but there are filmic moments in this film that i think are pinnacle of of directing of cinematography and of writing Mm -hmm. um one scene in particular that comes to mind right away is the one of the speeches after fred is released from from prison Uh um and that speech he gives in the big um like amphitheater i don't no, yeah, if yeah. it was a church, maybe I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not sure what the building is, but the um, the FBI guy. Yeah, it was like is there through the crowd. They were looking at each other. Yes, and yeah. it's right after essentially Jagger Hoover, who is played by Martin Sheen, which is to me weird stunt casting. Yeah, or stunt makeup, I should say. Like no matter what you do to Martin Sheen, he's going to sound like Martin Sheen because he's. You know, he's got that voice. He's and, President Bartlett. And the makeup, I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't really know what Hoover looked like, but like, I, he mm, looked like a zombie in it. Like, he just looked awful. He didn't, they didn't make him look um, younger, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's a digression. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's right after Hoover essentially tells uh, Jesse Plemons that they need to take out Fred. Mm-hmm. And it, that 
him going back to prison won't be enough, you know. And there's a scene where they, um, in in that speech, there's a, a bit where they start chanting his name, yeah. Chairman Fred, Chairman Fred, and Jesse Plemons is chanting it or at least mouthing it. Well, you can't his, pick out his, his voice. facial expressions are just so great there. But it's such a good piece of like cinematography the way he's framed it's like he's literally telling um with keith stanfield i'm really bad with names yeah, well, he has a keith yeah. um no 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 i uh, character names i mean like I'm, as i'm watching i'm like okay that's oh B- bill o'neill yes Keith stanfield wild yeah. bill right yes yeah um but he's essentially telling him in that scene like mm-hmm. this is your target yeah. and this is now just like mission. chanting his name and just that scene, like, for that, it's fantastic. For Fred, it's fantastic because it's his, you know, like, comeback speech. And mm-hmm. um, Daniel Kulo just, like, knocks everything out of the park in this film. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. I he mean, is. a lot of people, I would venture to say, um, first became aware of him uh, in Dude. Black Mirror. Oh, okay. I was going to say Get Out. Was well, yeah. I became aware of him in Black Mirror, but didn't really know who he was. Until you know, Get Out, the, yeah. Um, it's the 10,000 credits episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then Get Out was like, okay, this guy's a star. Mm-hmm. And he's done other fantastic things. He's great in Queen and Slim, which you didn't see. I did not watch that. Um, kind of a similar you know, theme. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's fantastic. So it, it's, you know, it's his scene, but it's also um, Bill's scene. And then it is also the um, the girlfriend, the mother's the, scene too. The wife? Uh, yes. Yeah. What, well, her, she's, oh what, yeah, they actually Yeah, they don't get married, married in the I film. don't know. What's yeah. uh, her name? Or, the character yeah. name? Um, the real De- person. Deborah... I mean. Yeah, Deborah Johnson is the character. Yes, or, yes, the yeah, yes. you're right, real person. But her <laughs> reactions and thinking back and juxtaposing it with the first scene that she's in of her watching Fred's speech mm-hmm. in the very beginning, and then as he's talking, like this time it's way more real, and he's talking about how he's going to die, and yeah. all of that is registering in her face, and she's like rubbing her belly, yes. like her hands on and her it's, belly. It's amazing acting from everybody in this Mm -hmm. and then cut that against you know the scene at the end again we're not caring about spoilers at all here um if you don't know what happens and if you don't you know want to know that's cool Mm -hmm. uh just don't (laughs) you know don't listen yes Um, right now anyway come Come back back later come back and listen um but then they use almost the exact same shot and almost the exact same framing at the end when Fred is assassinated. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And it's just, I mean, this this film is what I wanted Black Klansman to be. Yes. I, I feel like where this film succeeds is everywhere that, for Black. me, Black Klansman mm-hmm. didn't work. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Black, Plan- Black Klansman was, a, like, too campy at times. It was really which uneven. It was really strange. Yeah. And, and very... It was not, um, like, at times it was too light. Yeah. That, like, this was pretty heavy and intense yeah, it the also, entire time. For me, it it, um, it kind of broke 
the fourth wall too much. Like it was too oh, yeah. self-referential. It knew. That's why. That's what I meant by campy. Where it was yes. like pretty yeah. much like turning to the camera and being like, "Oh, yeah. did you catch that?" Just, just short of like winking at the viewer. Yeah. yeah. And this film just. And it took did. me. It took me out of the story. Right. Yes. Where this was just so intense. I was in the story the whole time. Yeah. This this film did the complete opposite of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You're just fully in it from the word go a little bit lost i i was a little lost in the beginning yeah that's um well uh, let me jump in by saying i agree with everything you said and i thought this movie was okay, fantastic cool. That'll okay do it that's for this, this week, episode i'm not <laughs> uh but the one criticism i wrote down that some things weren't very well explained like i i honestly don't think they didn't they said like director hoover or hoover until like the third time seeing him so i was like yeah. was i supposed to recognize that that was hoover and then later and yeah i think there were just some things that were i think like pop culturally speaking that i should have um, known that the was way him. that they were <laughs> the way that he's kind of introduced on that stage with like the film behind mm-hmm. him and st- i feel like that's kind of a trope Okay. For him. And, and I just so didn't know I, I just kind of knew through osmosis that that's who it mm. was. I had to confirm it. Um, yes, I picked up my phone and looked at it halfway through the film. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, but, I mine came kind of like, okay, that guy is clearly like an old president. And then I was like, <laughs> then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, wasn't Hoover the head of the FBI or something at some point? Yes, it's President Bartlett. <laughs> yes. Um, and there were just some other things and... One, if you watch this, uh, you might want to put the captions on. Um, the sound, it was, they were very quiet a lot of times. So I think some things I missed because I didn't hear what they were saying. It was a little tough because the... Or it was just one line of dialogue that would have explained it to me and I missed it. Yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, that's really the only criticism that, that I could come up with. Like you said, just a little lost at some times. And that might be a failing of my education that mm-hmm. I should have known the things yeah. that they were talking about. And I didn't. And it's not that they never get to it. It's just that they didn't get to it soon enough where I felt like I really was able to glom onto mm-hmm. what was going on. And um, then you were distracted by the fact that you were confused. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> at the beginning when he's kind of recruiting, um, you know, different organizations, um, you know, into the rainbow coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of don't know that's what's happening at no. first if you don't have context. And um, I thought they were more gang because there was like a gang thing, but then the well, other yeah, places they were, they were like teaming up with them. So I was like, wait, are they together now? Yeah, and I, I think. It, and I thought they were white, but they the, were Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Was and like, but they all looked the crowns, like yes. white. Yeah, and I was confused. That mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, it, they got to it eventually, but um, much like. Uh, Mangrove, which we haven't really spoken about in the podcast. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it sets the table for you, but doesn't necessarily like label what the silverware is. Mm. Okay, know? yeah, yeah. So like you're like salad fork, is this a shrimp fork. Yeah. What is this? Like, why are there four of them? Mm-hmm. I'm used to you know a plastic wrapped, yes, you know thing with a napkin and a spork. Um, and that but, could yeah. be like they didn't. You know, they wanted to get a different message across. So they're oh, like, yeah, I'm not this, mad at it this audience it. is the, the audience that we're writing to or, you know, trying to cater to are people that know this history. Right. You know, or have a better understanding than you and I do about it anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, so I yeah, I'm not I'm not angry about it either. Um, but I did find myself at times being like, 
a little bit confused. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to... They were details. Mm-hmm. I, there was At no point was I confused at the overall happening right of what yeah, was yeah, happening yeah. it was you like still know. wait who's that group i don't know they're like a gang yeah and they're banding together now yeah which so. <laughs> i mean kind of honestly uh happens in war films all the mm-hmm. time you know like um take like 1917 or even saving private ryan where you're just like okay so they're meeting up with this other regiment yeah why i, I don't know oh, whatever they're, yeah, they're yeah. still they're looking for uh matt damon yeah well that's <laughs> they all have the same goal yeah and that's um that's the one line that stuck out to me when um, Daniel Kluwa is saying, um, like, what's the difference between war and politics? Yeah. And it was like war. War is uh, poli- conflict with, with bloodshed. And, and politics, politics is, is war without, or. Yeah. No, something without war. Not forget. Yeah, yeah good job yeah. remembering. Yeah. But it was an interesting um, take on, well, because what I thought was interesting is because he was saying, what's the difference between war and politics? Mm-hmm. And as the movie went on, I think that line was totally blurred. That yes. it's like he thought that there was, this is war, this is politics. And then by the end of the movie, it was like, which one was it? In the beginning, we thought it was about politics. But really, in the end, it was, you know, about war. No. Um, and that's... Well, no, I think that's, that's what that quote meant. Is that they're the same thing, just one blood is spilled and the other blood isn't. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that even at the end, it was like, war is politics. Yeah. Politics it's, is war versus... It's Mao Zedong, and it's politics is war without bloodshed, while war is politics with bloodshed. Oh, okay. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an interesting thing to put towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it kind of defines itself and changes... Like, they're intertwined now. It's like there's yeah. not even much of a difference between um, between the two. Right. Um, the My biggest takeaway from this movie is um, that just a look at the Black Panther Party and how, unfortunately, so much of what happened in this movie is so parallel to what's happening now. Mm-hmm. And so you look at this and you think, oh, this seemed like a long time ago and... Like, the imagery they were showing um, when um, the one the one panther was killed in the hospital. Yeah. Like, pretty much, they, you know, you figure out they murdered him somehow. And they're, like, protesting with signs, with justice for him. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, so still, much of what we this is still happening. Last and it's, year, this year. Yeah. And it, it definitely struck an emotional accord with me. And mm-hmm. the, um, the raid scene was... Which so one? well done the f- the final yeah the final one well because there's also the raid on the headquarters yes um well which is actually let's go back to that one for a second because okay. that because I think that scene really shows like my moral dilemma with this movie mm-hmm. in that there are police officers provoking them with guns like taunting them yeah. hey 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 we're here and then the panthers start shooting. And then people are like, oh, that's wrong. And you're like, well, you know, people will be like, oh, well, killing people is wrong. Well, what were the police doing, though? Weren't yeah. they killing people? So it's a really, I feel like it was a visual of looking at it and going like, oh, who's, who do I want to win this fight? Mm-hmm. Who's right and who's wrong here? That it was really, um, like what I really took away from the movie and the value we place on life of like, oh, you killed a cop. So that's much worse 
you know, than killing another person. Right. Um, or it's unjustified where, you know, the other way around. Um, and I thought that was just, it changed my previous schooling on the Black Panthers mm-hmm. that, you know, it was a, a terrorist organization and not the things that like Martin Luther King stood for. Right. But when you got it from this perspective, it it put it in a different light for me that you could, I don't think justify is the right word, but you can understand their anger and you can understand why they wanted to react the way that, in the way that they did. Yeah. And I mean, the film doesn't really depict any terrorist action no. on the part of the Black Panthers. Um, they are, you know, weapons or mm-hmm. they, sorry, they have weapons, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's not necessarily like they're not like planting bombs anywhere or anything. Yeah, so but I like, think it's the language, you know, like they're saying, you know, yeah. you need to, we need to kill the cops and yeah. things like that. That, I mean, where people would argue sure. that that's terrorist, you know, threats. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That happens <laughs> later though, doesn't it? I can't remember exactly what kind of rhetoric was at the beginning of the film versus later. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was at the beginning. Yeah. It was, but it, I think it showed that it, it built mm-hmm. so that, you know, again, like a moral dilemma of I'm like, yeah, this is so unjust. Something needs to change. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, but wait, no, we shouldn't kill people. But, yeah. but they're getting, their people are getting killed. So like, it just really messed with my head Yeah. of like, what's, you know, and who it, are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? What, it's yeah, just and again, terrible it's, on both, for both groups. It's of an people. escalation of warfare. Yeah. You know, it's just like if, you know, essentially like this could be like a Vietnam film where yeah you know you're there's conflict that exists and then things get worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. and lines are blurred and everything yeah it's like and war is never never the answer right right exactly but is it justified is the Mm -hmm. you know is the interesting question um i also had a i thought there was a really interesting look at um imprisonment uh because um uh, with Daniel Kaluuya's uh, character, Fred Hampton is supposedly arrested for um, stealing ice cream, ice cream or something yeah. like that. Which is so just... Yeah. And, you know, is put in prison and is his freedom is taken away. But then Lakeith Stanfield's character doesn't go to prison. Mm-hmm. But you, are, you could argue that what he gets is worse. Oh, and he's completely imprisoned yes. as well. So mm-hmm. that's just super interesting. Even, um, even the, um, oh, is it Jesse Plemons? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Even his character at first, you're kind of like, oh, he's like helping out this guy. And yeah, maybe not though. And then it, mm-hmm. like towards the end, it's like, he's pretty much like, I own you. His character mm-hmm. was a little uneven for yeah. me. It was odd. And it seems like, like they were trying to redeem him. Mm-hmm part of the way through the movie and i almost didn't want that because this wasn't his story yeah he didn't need that arc Mm -hmm. and then again at the end it's like oh no he is a bad guy it's like maybe they were trying i don't know because in in the scenes where he's like it feels like redemption with keith stansfield isn't even in those yes you're right um so it's not like you can write it off as him just playing him, Bill. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird kind of 
thing where yeah, I was just I agree. like, it was kind of hard to figure him out. Exactly. I don't know. And maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe the, um, the documentary that they mentioned, maybe mm-hmm. they, they like talked to him and he was conflicted. So maybe that has truth somewhere yeah. in, in the actual history. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed a little odd to mm-hmm. me that, um, that at some points they were like, oh, but he's really a good guy. Yeah. And it's, but he's, well, he's, and the one scene at the end when, um, Lakeith Sanfield says to him, like, you're in, like, why keep doing this? Like, mm-hmm. it's like he's trying to prove something to the FBI or something. And then he's uh-huh. like, like, why are you still doing this? Like, it's over. Yeah. And then I think it was interesting, too, when he gives him a key and he's like, oh, you own a business when it's like to me, that was him saying, like, I still own you. Yeah. Like, you're, you're still, even though, you know, we've assassinated this guy, like. I still own you. Yeah. And I like you're only the things that you have are only going to come from me and because you're going to continue to work for us. Yeah. There's a lot with keys throughout the, oh, yeah. the character arc for Bill. Um, the cars and yeah, know. like stealing the cars. But mm-hmm. then also the scene, uh, excellent scene where um, I, I don't know their character names. I'm not sure they were even really mentioned besides in passing very mm-hmm. early in the film, but they have them at gunpoint. And he's trying to start the car without keys. Oh, that's right. You know, so that, like, he doesn't have the ability mm-hmm. to, you know, control his his own, like... Um, destiny? Uh, not even destiny, but ignition. Like, oh, he, okay. He, he's not the one that is controlled uh, how his story started or anymore. Ends. Or ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or ends. So, like, he can't... Um, turn it on and off like Mm -hmm. he's just in this thing and he's being forced um by the black panthers in the scene to you know do this act but Mm -hmm. the fbi in you know his story as a whole it to do the the things that he's got to do you know yeah and the the question again i bring up like who are the good guys who are the bad guys you you know could easily argue what he did was bad he's you know gaining these people's trust and going behind their back and poisoning people or whatever. But then you see from like, it's just survival. He is, he's stuck in this situation. And if he tries to get out, they're going to expose him and he's going to be tortured and killed. So you're like, wait, is, do you, do I feel sorry for this guy or should he have spoken up or tried to run away? Like it was yeah, just another I th- interesting I think look. if there's another thing that I would point to as being a slight flaw mm-hmm. is I think they slight his internal um, struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they show it a ton. Um, there's the one dream sequence mm-hmm. where I forgot I wanted to actually go back and watch that again because I do believe it is him holding himself at gunpoint yes mm-hmm. um i could be wrong there was a lot of shadows on the face yeah from it was kind of dark yeah. but i think the hat is from the first scene oh okay um or at least you know in that scene where they have him at gunpoint he's like it's it's um it's incredible what you can get away with if you put on a nice coat and a oh and a hat and one yeah. of those fedoras or something i mean like it that. would make sense if it were himself holding right. himself at gunpoint exactly and um, trying to convince himself that he's not a rat yeah um Besides that, I think it was really up to Lakeith Stanfield and his performance to really bring about the struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were scenes that aided in the viewer really getting a glimpse into 
really what he was going through. Okay. Yeah, um, I, could, I could see that. Most of his scenes took place in and around the Black Panthers. The Panthers, Panthers yeah. And, um, you know, his final scene with them where he asks, you know, if uh, Fred mm-hmm. wants a drink. Like, that was... It was really powerful. was really great. But, I mean, I think that was the height of... of the movie actually dealing with what was going mm-hmm. on and it's possible given um you know at the end they show the interview and they they yeah. tell you that um the the day that documentary airs that he committed suicide yeah. and it might honestly be in part um kind of just deference and respect to the man and his legacy yeah as to not really show a, a ton about him you know and to leave it kind of up to you to, yeah, to, to, decide. to decide whether you think, you know, he did something horrible, mm-hmm. something unforgivable or, or, yeah. You know, Cause some of the stuff I was reading about him was saying like the movie made it seemed like he was trapped, but he really, he could have gotten out or, yeah. you know, but it's hard for, yeah, you I know, for people I mean, to, to know. Yeah. The FBI is pretty powerful. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Know, and they and can very scary, especially, you know, when, you're part of a community that is being completely oppressed by such power. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it might be easy to say that, but I, I give him, you know, the benefit of a hundred deaths that yeah, you it was, can't escape that situation. Um, I mean, I think that that's what really stuck with me the most in the movie was just like, all of this is terrible. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's, and there are no, there are no good guys or bad guys. Like it's just all, terrible yeah like on all on all accounts Mm -hmm. and i mean the most depressing part of it is that you're like what has changed and it's like not much at all yeah yeah unfortunately um yeah and i I mean that's part of the reason why i think films like this are something that everybody needs to watch you know as 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 uncomfortable and as sad and depressing it is like and i I guess this movie doesn't claim to be 100 percent true they you know they say based on a true story yeah um so yeah, you know there is not a documentary yes um but it still is based on true things that i think people like i learned a lot from from watching this mm-hmm. and things that i didn't previously learn um because i never learned about the black panthers in school because i think of the negative connotation of them yeah so it was like oh we're you know, I'm not going to learn about this. And I don't know if that's still the case in schools um, or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never I never really liked history class in general. <laughs> and um, the history that I did, like, kind of, uh, like, care about was, like, early European type stuff. You know, mm-hmm. with, like, you know, knights and, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I never really got um, that much about this time period in, in schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's a weird kind of, uh, now that you're like older and aren't just being told by people, mm-hmm. like to be able to like confront the ideas that you had about like any, you know, anything Part at of history, all that yeah. gets mm-hmm. depicted through pop culture or through means that you, um, that you mm-hmm. read, in quotes, you know, in any way, watching, yeah, sure. watching films, listening to music, etc. As mm-hmm. as an adult, and really kind of then being able to go in and examine how you felt about them and why, mm-hmm. and then how you really should feel about them after you know more. Yeah, and I think great films 
do that. I was going to say, that sums up my feelings of, yeah. of the movie in that. Like, I had certain ideas of what the Black Panther Party was. And then this film gave me, like, new light. And, and wants to make me, it makes me want to learn and read more. Which I think is a great, mm-hmm. you know, if it's this this movie not only entertained but also informed and yeah. encouraged me to want to know more and yeah i think that's a great great kind of movie it's not this wasn't right. just to entertain yeah a lot of times films can be one or the other mm-hmm. and this one was both yeah this one they excelled in both mm-hmm. it, i wouldn't even say you know it's like oh it's good for this and it's good for that no it's it's excellent in both ways because it's again as a film like i if this was highly fictionalized with, you know, other, um, like, completely fic- uh, fictional, like, non-real factions and groups of yeah. people. And, like, this person is set to infiltrate this group. And mm-hmm. even though their their ultimate goals as a human might align with the group, you know. But they have to go and kind of betray not only their own, you know, feelings, their own actions, but mm-hmm. also their their people and, you know... To some, I'm sure he, like, betrayed his own race. Yeah, sure. Um, just on that level of a storytelling, mm-hmm. this film is fantastic. It is. Um, yeah, you're right. It didn't ha- It didn't even have to be, like, true history. Yeah. But then it was, like, an added bonus of getting mm-hmm. the um, historical aspect. Yeah. And just it. one thing I want to say, like, that doesn't normally get talked about at all. I thought the color grading in mm-hmm. this film was excellent. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. And it, they they added that kind of, there's there's kind of like a, a shorthand in a lot of films for like, this is older than today. Like, it's not supposed to look like today. Oh, okay. So there's like a graininess and a little bit of desaturation that goes on. But there was also these like really nice greens and browns. And just these color hints that came through in a lot of the um, the shots, and especially like the speech scene that I touched on. And there mm-hmm. was one scene early on where I think Fred is in a mostly darkened room and there's just kind of light coming through like two small cracks in windows. Oh, yes. And it's just lit so beautifully mm-hmm. that just I, I feel like um, I don't know what kind of nominations for anything the Oscars will bring this year. Yeah. Um, look for, uh, we're going to, I think, possibly take a stab at nominating some films before the actual nominations yes. come out, see, uh, how, how many we, we can, can get. Um, but I feel like this deserves a cinematography, you know, nomination, um, up there with some of the other, like, beautiful films that came out, like, uh, oh, I agree that are with all you. escaping me. <laughs> yes, all those awesome films that we watch that we can't remember anymore. I mean, honestly, like... No, uh, Sound Ten- of Metal would be... Like, Tenet, Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Mulan. I feel Dude, like... You all know, if you've listened to our episode, you know how much I loved Mulan. <laughs> there, there were some beautiful shots It was shots amazing. Um, so good. Yeah. And the um, the sound, the music was also really interesting. It in was really too. great. It was... It kind of harkened back to... Um, uh, was it Kendrick Lamar's uh, Black Panther? soundtrack oh i don't know i think that's the artist and i feel really bad that it's just not off the top of my head but um the album like the black panther album had a lot of um it it just felt like it 
It is kind of, kind of more. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like it just kind of cut to the heart of the period, the place, and the emotion mm-hmm. of the, the scenes. And it kind of... Um, there's like a motif that happens at the beginning and the end that doesn't even sound like an instrument. It was a weird... I don't know if it was uh, brass or if it was like I know, I synthesized remember. or something. Sing but, it. Sing it for me. Uh, what did it no. sound like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not do that. Um, it was really kind of upsetting and like jarring. Okay. I think um, I know what you're talking yeah, about. But it was, it was... It was like a high-pitched like... It was... Like, uh, no? It Kind of. I think we're talking about the same thing. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, that was fun for you guys, wasn't it? Right? I'm sure. <laughs> your drive to work. No, wait, that's not a thing. Um, in your... Living rooms? Yeah. Uh, morning jog? I don't know. It's cold out there. I don't know. I'm tired for some reason, guys. <laughs> or, madams. Yes. Um, should, we, uh, should we get to our ratings? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I want to talk about. Um, yeah, just some of the way this, these scenes were shot was just fantastic. I need to we need to watch more Shaka King films. Um, I'd heard of some of them going in, but I don't think I've ever seen any any of his films. Uh, yeah, no, I was looking. Um, he doesn't have um, a lot. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are shorts. Oh, okay. Um, actually, as I'll I glance at this. This looks like it's his first um, movie. Oh, it's like first full-length movie. Full-length feature? These are short shorts. These are shorts. And then two, a few episodes of some TV shows. Oh, what what shows? Um, Shrill. Oh, that's uh, A.D. Bryant? I'm not sure. I think that's A.D. Bryant's uh, Hulu original. Oh, okay. Um, yes, you're right. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, high Maintenance and People oh, of Earth. High Maintenance is a... Is a f- fun weird odd <laughs> it, it's like an anthology show like okay. things just happen he's he's done two episodes of that oh nice uh well then so this is he will be on a list of directors that i like check out pretty much everything they do yeah. along with like denny villeneuve and jordan peele and uh you know um alex garland mm-hmm. yeah and he he wrote and directed this so yeah yeah so definitely someone to watch uh coming up and uh yeah, this is his first film. Yeah, the first full-length film. Whew. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, honestly, I just mentioned it, but that's like Jordan Peele territory where something this good, like this, you know, with his first... Yeah, who knows what's happening next. Yeah. And another guy who oddly came from comedy, so... Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, I mean, Trill and High Maintenance... Eh, High Maintenance is kind of like a dramedy type thing. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so what uh, What would you give this film? <sighs> I think i give it a nine yeah yeah i don't think it's a 10 because I, mostly because of um kind of what i said about uh bill's internal struggle mm-hmm. i feel like that was you know kind of the emotional core of the film but it was a little short shrift yeah and I, I agree with what you said too about jesse plemons character being a little like yeah uneven at some points yeah um, but I agree. I I would give it a nine yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, there. Yeah. There's a few things where I'm like, ah, I can't say it's a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. But I will say I will still say that it's a must see. Oh, absolutely. I should yes. tell everybody that they should yes. still go watch this. And... Much more than solid. <laughs> oh yes. Absolutely. Yes. No. Absolutely. Go check it out. Um, 
it's on HBO now, which mm-hmm. you know you need a subscription to, but I don't know. There might be a free trial or something out there. Yeah, but, at least to just watch this movie yeah, in the next it's worth it. 20 and something days. There's a bunch of TCM movies that are great. You should check out plus all the DC stuff. <laughs> are you getting um, paid for good... a plug for HBO Max? No, we're not not a sponsor, but talk to us. We're if you not, want us to be, we're not above it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, there's no payola here at Married at the Movies. Yes, uh, yeah. So definitely, definitely watch it. Watch it. Let us know uh, what you think. You can email us at uh, marymoviepodcast at gmail. We're also on Instagram. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, go ahead and throw us a review if you like what you hear. Or if you don't, go ahead and be honest. That's fine, too. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We're not doing this to get super famous (laughs) or anything. That's true. Uh, Which should be wildly apparent by our download numbers. But yeah. Thanks for fun. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I think that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode of Married at at the the movies. Movies.